Hello and welcome to ADHD Fest, the podcast all about adult ADHD with a little bit of magic thrown in there too. How are we all? I am doing well. I'm enjoying the sunshine. I hope it's sunny where you are. I hope it's not too hot and I hope you didn't do what I did last week, which is completely burn my shoulders. So I am now peeling and I've got to wear like cover-ups even though it's absolutely boiling. But we live and learn. I haven't burnt since I was about 17. So you know what? What's that? It's nearly 20 years. So you know, we've got to give ourselves a break. This week, I want to talk about something that is coming up very soon, and that is half term. But more generally speaking, I want to talk about a change in routine, how it affects those of us with ADHD, and what we can do to try and battle our way through it as best as possible and make it work for us. By the way, if you've got kids, if you haven't got kids, you can still listen to this podcast. I'm going to probably talk about it through my own eyes as a mum and having the kids off school. But this can be for any change in routine whatsoever. And also you might be a student or in school or something and it's still a change in routine for you. Whatever the weather, we all have a change in routine now and again. When we talk about ADHD, we don't usually think of routine as being a good thing. In fact, that's probably the opposite of what we think we need as an ADHD. That's why we struggle in school. That's why we struggle sometimes in like nine to five jobs. The ability to focus is our main issue. We have multi interests. We get bored easily. We're chasing that dopamine. So why in the world would falling out of our routine be a bad thing? Well, it is true. We don't like strict routine. We don't like a lot of us don't like being told what to do. We've got um, PDA. If you don't know what that is, I've mentioned it in an earlier part, but go Google it. Um, It's part of the autism spectrum and also can be found in ADHD. So yeah, the structure and the constriction of everyday life, like school, like corporate work can be hard for ADHDers, but we thrive on structure. If we are left to our own devices with no structure to our day whatsoever, That's really hard for us too because of our problem with executive functioning. If we don't have a plan, if we're not given a set of instructions or priorities or we can't predict what is coming ahead, it can really knock us and it can cause severe ADHD paralysis and overwhelm, which of course we all know leads to burnout. Coming up is the half term and that's going to be a big change in routine for me and it's just a little prequel, little preview of what's to come in summer holidays and I always dread the summer holidays not that I don't love Theo being at home and Sophie's with us every other week as well my stepdaughter and I love them being home and we always have so much fun and it's never as bad as I thought it was going to be but I just dread trying to fill the days and not being in the routine and finding fun things to do and keep them entertained but also myself entertained at the moment I'm in a really strong routine I've always dreaded, before I was a mum, I always dreaded one of the main things about becoming a mum was that I'd have to do the school run every day. In my head, I thought I would probably share it with my partner, but the truth is, because we have Soph every other week, I do the majority of the school drop-offs because she is um, she's in school in the opposite direction. So I shouldn't say I do the majority of them. It's just that Pete has to take her to school and I take Theo to school. So I do a lot of morning drop-offs. It's not 50-50, if you know what I mean. I don't get half the time off. But it's actually been amazing for me. The fact that I have to get up, I have to get him ready, I have to get to school. Not always on time, 
But, you know, it gets me up, dressed and out before I have chance to think about it, before I have chance to get overwhelmed and get that paralysis. Getting up and out of bed. And also it helps that it's for him. It's not for me. So, and I don't really have any control over it. He has to go to school and I have to take him. So that is great for me, that routine, five days a week. It's lovely come to the weekend and on Saturday we have a little lie-in and we don't have a lot of structure. It is important to have those breaks. But Monday to Friday, we've got it in place. That is what I'm doing. And once I'm up and out and in action, I find it a lot easier to get going in my day. When the holidays are coming up, that is completely out of the window. Our time is our own. Theo is not the type of kid that's like, come on, let's get up, let's get up and drags you out of bed. He will come and get in bed and snuggle and want to watch movies, which is absolutely lovely for like a day or two. But his summer holidays this year and almost nine weeks. So we cannot stay in bed all morning every day for nine weeks, which I would probably do if I didn't have some rules in place for myself. So when we talk about structure and routine with ADHD, I think it's a really fine balance and that's how you're going to be the most successful because we don't want to feel constricted. We don't want to feel claustrophobic in this tight minute by minute schedule. I've tried them all, believe me, and the stricter it is, the less it's going to work. The block schedule worked really well for me. Um, When you're first building your routine, I'll put a link to that down below. It's by... um, Oh, what's her name? Oh, Jordan Page. That's it. She runs Fun, Cheap or Free on YouTube. She works by the block schedule and it's really good. It just splits your day into like three hour block of home admin, three hour block of work, three hour block of cooking. There's a list of things that could come under that block. So you have a list of all the things you're allowed to do within that block and you're not allowed to do any things that you haven't listed in that. So The structure is the same, the routine is the same, so you do every day, home, um, work and kids and that's just every day but it's different every day so home could be, oh today I'm buying furniture for the house, tomorrow I'm doing my bills for the house, the next day I am, I don't know, booking a window cleaner. Do you see what I mean? You can book in different things every day and I think what we ADHDers sometimes get mixed up is the difference between routine and monotony because monotony is the mind-numbingly boring routine and I did um, a nine-to-five job before when we were trying to get our mortgage for our first house I was like right I've got to get off self-employed I've got to get some work history behind me so I did a PAYE job for a year and you would think the same as the school run getting up and out and dressed for work and getting there every day would be great for me But no, because then I had to actually work in this office all day, every day, doing the exact same jobs because I was the receptionist. I was in charge of booking people's travel. I was in charge of greeting guests and signing them in. I was in charge of like office duties, like making sure the milk was filled in the tea room. I did a little bit of accounts and that was about, oh, and I answered the telephone and that was about it. And it was the same every single day not much changed in there it was very exciting if we had some new company come in to do a presentation and I was allowed to come and watch it as well even if it was like nothing I'm interested in at all it was just something a bit different the monotony absolutely killed me and that is why I work for myself 
trying to work for myself before the school run and stuff was really hard because I was in charge of my own hours. I'd get up, I'd think, what is the most important thing to do today? Um, should I get dressed first? Should I have a shower before I get dressed? Or should I have a shower at night? Or when shall I eat during the day? And what is the most important to get? It was just endless questions. Whereas now I get up in the morning and know I'm on the school run straight away. My routine loosely every day is school run, some form of exercise that's usually down the gym or sometimes it's just a walk with a friend or something. Um, house duties, so laundry, bits like that. Then I'll do lunch for me and Pete. And then usually in the afternoon, that's when I'll try and get my work in. And it's just, that is loosely what it is. And then with each day, I kind of fall into the routine of, you know, Wednesdays is my rest day from the gym. So that's the day when I'll do more housework that day. But roughly, I know Monday to Friday exactly where I'm likely to be. If I've got a beauty appointment, I'm going to book it on a Thursday because the O stays later at school that day. There's some structure, but I'm not tied into it. I'm not constricted. It's not monotonous. It's not the same every day. So I really enjoy my routine. But come half term next week, that is all completely out the window because, of course, I have Theo here and um, Pete is away next week a couple of the days. So I am um, so I'm solo parenting as well for a few of those days. I can't go to the gym like I normally would because there's nowhere for Theo to go. I've got him with me. I'm not up and out in the mornings like I would be. There's no, you know, come four o'clock. It's not, oh, now it's time to pick up Theo and we're going to have our tea at this time. So the thought of just having this empty time to fill is a little bit daunting. I know I will enjoy a couple of days of rest, but what I do is I slip them into my routine so it's really not unhealthy to have a break in your routine. In fact, it's probably the best thing you can do for yourself, have a little break in your routine. But you also want to schedule that in. You don't just want to be like, oh, I need a break. And then you slowly slip into a lazy day, becomes a lazy week, becomes a lazy month, and you can't get back into your old routine. You want to schedule them in regularly. So for me, weekends pretty much are my relaxing time and I pretty much clock off every day at about 8pm from mum duties because that's when Theo goes to bed and that's when I go and watch, I don't know, Married at First Sight Australia or something. Um, so I schedule in my rest. So what I'll probably do next week, in fact, I know what I'm doing next week. I have made a new one-off schedule for that week. So first of all, you've got to accept that your old schedule is not going to be obtainable anymore. So if you normally, like me, get to go to the gym and something's happened and you can't do it anymore, is it temporary or is it permanent? In my case, it's temporary for half term and it's only a week. So I can quite easily accept that. I mean, I'm gutted because I love going to the gym and it does set my day up well, but that's okay. What can I replace it with routine wise that will be good for me? It's bank holiday Monday, so I'm going to give myself that day off from exercise. We're going to have a lazy morning just because it's a novelty for Theo to have a lazy morning on a Monday. I'm going to chill out and then in the afternoon, depending on the weather, we'll either spend it in the garden or we'll go to the park or something like that. Now, come Tuesday, that's where I'm going to start building in a routine for myself again. So I've decided that during the holidays, I am going to do a schedule over the days so rather than mornings we're going to do this 
afternoons we're going to do this evening I'm not going to be as strict with myself as that especially when kids are involved because you never know what mood they're going to be in you don't want to set yourself up for failure so I'm kind of doing it a routine of Monday is a rest day bank holiday Tuesday we're going to do some kind of activity that's quite far away because that's when we're going to be our freshest Wednesday we're going to do some kind of local activity Thursday we're going to do like a theme park style activity Friday we're going to go to a farm that's got like a little beach on it and stuff with our friends I've given us days out to go to but I've given us semi rest days in between so Wednesday is local so it doesn't have to be that energetic Thursday and Friday are quite busy but then we've got Saturday to recover so I've built in those recovery days also I'm kind of giving myself a routine in the day of I'm keeping mornings free and evenings free so first thing till about half 10 11 we're going to keep that block free and then we're going to keep the evening free as well which I would say is from about 6 p.m till bedtime because most of our days out we don't know what time we'll be home so I'm just going to leave them open and free and it is only a week so it's not like I've got to pack the days in so in the mornings, even though I'm keeping it free, I want to make sure that I can get a little bit of exercise in. So I've decided I'm going to do some yoga at home and I'm going to get Theo to do it with me. And Sophia is home as well, so I'm sure she'll join in too. Pete is mostly taking her and I'm mostly taking Theo. We divide and conquer because there is an age gap between them of like eight years. Um, although Sophie and I might go and see The Little Mermaid because I am desperate to see The Little Mermaid. So can you see how... There's some sort of structure there. There's some sort of temporary routine that I can follow so that I can know what's happening. But if it comes to the day, and actually, even though I've decided that I'm going to go out about half 10, 11, it doesn't matter. I can just switch that a little bit later if I want to, or I can go earlier if I want to. If we're up and we're ready, we can get up and out that door straight away. And then we've got more of an evening free. So there's a little bit of structure. What, How I want to relate this to you and your life, take the these bullet points down in your head if you're driving. One, make sure you plan ahead. You don't have to get a massive piece of paper. You can just have this rough structure in your head for whatever days you're gonna be out of your routine that you don't want to go to waste. Don't forget you are allowed rest days, so you don't need a routine on those days. Number two, even with that routine, don't make it strict. Make it rough, plan in blocks of time. So for me, my block of time that I'm planning things in on the Tuesday to the Friday is basically 11 a.m. till 6 p.m. And that is one big block of fun. And the morning block, even though I'm not putting anything in there, is yoga or a walk or a bike ride with the kids, some sort of, you know, active activity to get our blood pumping. And then the evening is a rest block. So I've got big sweeping schedules. It doesn't mean I can't do other things in them. I just know in my head... This is the routine that is in front of us. I'm making it simple for myself. I'm making it so that I don't have to make decisions on the day. Also, another thing that can help is to buddy up with someone else. So my friend, her husband is away for the whole week of half term. So we were like, okay, let's do things together. So she is keeping me in check with schedule, but she's a nice easygoing friend as well. So if we push back times or we mess about with times, she's absolutely fine with that. And the kids get on, so that's great. And because I have her as a bit of accountability, really, she I'm body doubling with her, even though she doesn't really know that. I'm body doubling with her because if I just said, oh, I'm going to take Theo to 
I don't know, the beach on Tuesday. And then it came to Tuesday and I was like, oh, I feel overwhelmed. I've got so much laundry to do. I've got this to do. I'm worried about work or I don't have time. Then I might cancel. For one, I don't tell Theo where we're going or what we're doing until the day because anything and everything can go wrong. You know, it could be terrible weather or something and then I have to disappoint him. So I just tell him on the day. That also means I'm not really accountable. So if it came that day and I was feeling overwhelmed and I needed to do other things, then it would be really easy for me to just distract him with some toys, get him in the garden while I'm doing those things. And then we've missed out on a fun day and I'm going to feel disappointed in myself. So because I've arranged it with a friend... She is my body double and there's no way I'm going to let her down if we're going to the beach. It's a dead sunny day. I'm overwhelmed with stuff at home because I'm meeting a friend and Theo's friend's going to be there as well. It's more important than the jobs I should be doing, which we all know as ADHD. We have a long list of things in our head that we know we should be doing instead of anything that we actually are doing. So yeah, make your schedule loose, planning blocks Make sure it's repeatable so you're not going to follow a schedule for like one day. You need it for like a chunk of time. So I'm doing it over a week now. I'm already thinking ahead to the summer holidays because obviously it's nearly nine weeks and I am feeling a bit panicky about it. But in my head, I've got some sort of structure. I know I want a week back home in Liverpool, at least, maybe two. So probably one at the beginning of the holidays, one at the end of the holidays. I know that Theo likes the sports camp at school, which is every week, but I don't like to put him in every week. I probably put him in every other week, two or three days. And then I can, once I've got those in place, roughly in my mind, in my calendar as my routine, I can then plan days that I can go to the gym. So when he is at his sports camp, I can then go to the gym. Days that I can do work in the summer holidays, that's going to be pretty hard. I'll probably end up working more in the night. Or I'll have to get into a routine where I'm getting up early in the mornings. So this is going to be different for everyone. If you're a student and you don't have kids and you've got half term coming up or summer break coming up, make sure you're planning ahead and you don't have to book things. You don't have to make solid plans because I know sometimes that can make us feel a little bit panicky as neurodivergents. Basically, all you have to do is have an idea in your mind. What do I want to get out of this summer? When you're in those breaks, if you're a student and you need to like keep your brain going, maybe just plot in on Mondays while I'm off. I'm just going to have a lazy morning and then in the afternoon I'm going to do a bit of revision. Tuesdays I'm going to make my days for, I don't know, planning ahead for the next year and shopping for supply. I don't know. I'm not a student. I'm 36. It's been a long time. So, but you know what I'm saying? If you've got a break in your routine, make it suitable to you plot in those points. Don't do it hour by hour. Don't sit down and make yourself a grand plan because you're not going to stick to it. You're going to lose your grand plan and then you're just going to be like, oh, I've fallen off the wagon and I haven't done this one day, so I'm just not going to carry it on. By loosely plotting in this schedule, you're setting yourself up to win. You can't lose. If next week something happens and we can't get out on the Tuesday, that's fine. I'll just flip that to Saturday and I'll swap the lazy day Saturday for the Tuesday. I roughly know what I want out of next week. So I hope that's helped. A couple more tips. If you have got the kids off school um, next week, keep them busy. And this doesn't mean you have to be busy. I got a great book that was like uh, five minute ideas for mums where they've got all games that young kids can play. There are ways to set them up so that you can be getting on with other things and entertaining them at the same time. There's so many, a wealth of ideas on YouTube It helps if they've got siblings 
but you can always invite round a friend for a play date if they're like older kids and you don't have to like look after them, look after them. One other thing, if you are a parent with ADHD, we all know that it's more likely that your children will have some kind of neuro... neuro I can't speak today, what's the problem? It's more likely that your children could have ADHD or something else. And so whether they're diagnosed, if they're not diagnosed, or if they're completely neurotypical, it's really good to think ahead about what the change in routine is going to do to them and their mood as well. And you've got to move with that. You could have all these grand plans of what you're going to do and how you're going to schedule your routine. You might have to trial and error with this. You might have to try it, see what their mood is and completely throw it in the bin if it's not working for them, because we all know if they're not happy, you're not happy. But having some kind of structure to their day is really going to help you as well. If it's just slapdash and you, they don't know what's coming, you don't know what's coming, they're going to be cranky and they're going to be going, I'm bored, I want to do this, I want to do that. Try and schedule in your day, in your mind at least. Okay, they'll have breakfast by roughly this time. They'll have lunch at roughly this time. They'll have dinner at roughly this time. And how many snacks are they allowed in between? And make that clear to them. Make it a fun thing so they're not asking you for snacks all day and all night. Buy them a little, I don't know, fun, colourful box and say, this is your snack box and put like three snacks in it and say, every day I'm going to put three snacks in here and you can choose whatever time of the day you want to have them. And that's another example of having a routine of every day they get the snack box, but it's loose enough to be fun because they get to choose the time that they choose the snacks. Or you could say to them, okay, at mid-morning, you're allowed a healthy snack, but mid-afternoon, you get a fun snack platter and you just cut little bits of everything up and put it on a plate and they can come and get it at a certain time. If they know what's coming, they're not going to nag you all the time. If they know ahead of time, you are going to get some fun things. They're not going to be asking all the time because when they don't know, they're just going to keep asking, which drives us crazy. So there's a couple of tips for you. I'm sure they're not the best ever parenting hacks and tips. Maybe I'll do another part on that another time, but I don't think I'm really the expert on that, seeing as I've got one stepchild and one son who is six and he's super well behaved, bless him. Although I do have to work with him sometimes on like his transitions and stuff, but that is for another pod. But what I'm saying is I can't really relate to those of you absolute superheroes who've got like three, four kids under five or something crazy. You are heroes and I don't pretend to be able to give you advice on that. In fact, you give me advice. I wish you lots of luck in the holidays next week and for the summer holidays when they're coming up. Don't forget to come and say hello over on Instagram. Don't forget to give me a review and rate this podcast if you would, because it's pushing it up the uh, popularity. Also, there's a freebie. If I haven't told you before, in fact, I know I've told you before, there is a freebie. If you are undiagnosed and in the UK, or if you have a friend who is undiagnosed, please share this with them. I'm going to put the link down below. It's basically a bundle that I've created for those of you that are looking to get assessed in the UK under the NHS. You've probably heard of it, but if you haven't, there's an option called Right to Choose, which is much, much quicker than the standard NHS route. It's through private companies, but it's still under the NHS, so you don't pay. And in that bundle, I've given you everything that you need. I've given you a checklist, but within each checklist is clear instructions on 
what you do at each stage. And then I've also included the forms for the actual companies that provide the right to choose option that you have to fill out and you have to give to your GP. Have a look at that. Please do share with anyone that is waiting to get assessed. Also, don't forget to check out the burnout Bible. I know the anxiety of the changing routine, the anxiety of entertaining the kids is um, can cause burnout or, you know, post holidays, you might get a little bit of burnout. So check that out. I'll leave that in the link below for you as well. And I just wanted to add a little note at the end of this podcast to say, these are all just ideas. Take from it what you want. Leave what does not make sense to you. This is just a personal pod from me. It's not instructions. You don't have to live up to these steps that I'm putting forward. They're just suggestions. I'm hoping they will help. But if you are burnt out right now and you've got the kids off school, please do not feel guilty. Please do not panic. You're doing the best that you can. You are amazing. All your kids want is you. They don't need fancy days out. They don't need fancy dinners. Obviously, they need to have nutrition and whatever, but fed is best and you're doing a great job. It's very hard to be a parent with ADHD and that is mostly how we all discover it, right? So I just want to say that I'm right there with you. It's only a week. It's only a week. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. You'll be fine. Then you're back to your routine and we'll think ahead for summer. Okay, so I hope you have a brilliant week and I'll see you all next week. Oh, and I might have a guest if I can work out how to do a guest podcast. So stay tuned for that. Bye.